We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Aaron Rodgers speaks, and he is setting a crazy, crazy expectation for his comeback. Welcome to the show, Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. So glad to have you on CBS Sports Radio. Were you surprised Aaron Rodgers... On the Pat McAfee show, we'll play some sound in a second. He has maybe one of the most aggressive rehab like plans that we've seen in a while. Uh, no, I'm not surprised because I was in America during this preseason of hype for Aaron Rodgers, and I just feel bad for Jets fans because if you're buying this, just like you bought the entire month of August oh. and that fluff film that was hard knocks <laughs> oh no i mean come on jets you're like the tackling, you're like the tackling dummies of the nfl you're gonna believe again now that Aaron Rodgers is coming back for the playoffs i mean come on how many times do you have to get your hopes up and then get completely blindsided okay there's no way this is happening well 0.0 chance you are now going to be part of the chorus of haters that aaron Rodgers says or doubters not haters doubters that he says that's all the inspiration he needs. People like Perloff, who said there's no possible way that he could come back. And honestly, you can add me to the mix, too. I think this sounds really crazy, that he would be able to possibly come back for the playoffs this season. This season, as a future, almost 40-year-old, yeah. coming off of an Achilles. Let's hear a little bit from Rodgers. Here's what he had to say uh, to Pat McAfee about his rehab. I think what I'd like to say is, Give me the doubts. Give me the, uh, the timetables. Give me all the things that you think can, should, or will happen. Because all I need is that one little extra percent of inspiration. That's all I need. So give me your doubts. Give me your prognostications. And then watch what I do. Hell yeah. Let's go. What do you say to that, Perloff? I say this must be a millennial thing. Like... <laughs> Because <laughs> if you, you know, you're inspired by the doubters and the haters, why do you have to go out and tell the doubters and haters before, like, be inspired or work out and then say, like, you know, it, old school, like the old Pittsburgh Steelers teams, they used to bring up the doubters and haters after they won the Super Bowl, not yes. before in week two. <laughs> yeah, right, like Coco <laughs> I mean, like, Golf, yeah, said, I want to thank like, all my haters when be, she's raising the trophy. Be inspired yeah. by the haters. You don't have to come out and say I'm inspired by the haters when you're sitting in a hospital bed. <laughs> <laughs> he, didn't even, he didn't even need uh, the haters. He's like, I want some haters. I don't know. Like, that bring struck me, me as your haters. <laughs> come one, come all. But I mean, come on, soliciting like, haters. I just, I'm not. I, I bought into the Aaron Rodgers thing in August. I admit it. I was just like, I was like, oh my god, this could be awesome. His attitude's amazing. He's such chemistry with this team. I will never buy into a Jets quarterback again the rest of my life. This maybe next year snake bitten. Next year he'll come back, which is great, which is a huge achievement yeah. in itself. But to raise this expectation of him coming back this year is one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. Well, let's hear him talking specifically about that. There's been some guys with some interesting timetables on uh, Achilles returns, but it's just there's a process. There's certain markers we got to hit. You trying to say you're coming back this season? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna make any of those statements. Is it a possibility? I think, uh, as Kevin Garnett said. Uh, Anything's possible. <laughs> wow. Wow. 
yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you look at Cam Akers came back after about five and a half months. Cam Akers is 20 years younger than Aaron Rodgers, and that was an incredible achievement. Terrell Suggs came back after five months, and people thought that was a miracle. Five months puts you after the season. Yeah, I mean, his last game of the regular season would be January 7th, which is a little bit less than four months away. Yeah. So that does seem unlikely. You know, I... I'm a little nervous because I'm afraid this is going to get clipped by our producer and played when Aaron Rodgers does actually come back. But it seems so crazy and impossible to me. And it just makes me think, you know what? He's like a pro wrestler. He's just feeding a... Like McAfee, of course, was in the WWE. Yeah. But I feel like he's just feeding lines into into the universe. That's like It was all lies coming into the season. We saw four plays in that the Jets experiment was a disaster. So I just think even if he does come back, he'll probably go out at three plays later. Oh, no. This is such a curse, curse situation. Wait, but the... don't you feel stupid about how hyped it Like, I mean, Mike jumped off the entire Jets bandwagon after five plays because it looked awful. <laughs> That's because Mike is, turns out, fair weather fan after 40 <laughs> years of your life. But here's the thing. Like, I don't know why this would be any different from just being a Jets fan regularly. But here's the thing. I think what he was doing here was a very specific message and maybe a little for his own mental, you know, hey, I'm going to get back. He he admitted that he was sobbing tears when uh, he was in the back of the stadium, like in the trainer's room after this happened Monday night. And as soon as Randall Cobb came in, apparently yeah. he just totally lost it. And there's like a human part of this for sure. But I think he's sending a message to the rest of the team. Like you can't pack in the season. Because there's maybe a possibility that I could come back. But I also think Rodgers has a little bit maybe of a savior complex and loved that about New York, that he was treated like a savior with the Jets fans and wants the heroes welcome. He wants, you know, forgive me for the New York reference, but everyone's like chasing a Willis Reed moment, you know, like that he comes in hobbling and, you know, and leads the team to a championship. I am going to choose to ignore that message if it, that's what he's sending out. Because he sent 45 messages in the preseason, and none of those messages meant a single thing. <laughs> that's they meant nothing. All the love, all the good vibes. I mean, it was just a bunch of crap. I mean, it meant nothing. And that's why I, I don't even buy into all this. Aaron Rodgers, I, I'm a big Aaron Rodgers fan, actually. But this comeback talk, I, you wouldn't I don't know it. <laughs> well, I mean, I just think I, I've always liked Aaron Rodgers, but I feel like. He is just like it's hyperbole. It's it's sort of meaningless. He almost sounds like uh, like he's trying to convince himself. But the reality of NFL football is so stark, and you know that's reality. I'm mad at myself for buying into the Jets. I picked them to win the AFC East. Yeah. I was all, I was totally all in. That maybe I feel betrayed. Back but, off my quarterback. But now he's saying he's going to be back in four and a half months. Or I'm going to kill each Sorry, Sandra, you're off. You can't get back on the bandwagon if Rodgers <laughs> pulls some miracle thing. And, I have no idea what you're talking about. I've never not been a Jets fan. Yeah, right. I've never left. And when he goes to Germany and goes get his blood spun <laughs> or whatever Kobe Bryant was doing back when he tore his Achilles, I'm sure Rodgers is going to do it. You know, double. I, I guess I think that. I think, again, he's trying to convince a lot of people. And he also said that when he does get back to New York and he is able to move around a little bit, which is not the case right now, he can't put any weight on his uh, leg, that he does want to maybe get a headset so that possibly he can have some input on calling plays so for the Jets this season. You're telling me Aaron Rodgers wants to speak into a microphone during the season? That is, <laughs> yeah. that's Even weird. when not for broadcast. That's what just like, uh, you know, only other coaches can hear that. I will tell you one thing that is encouraging. If he's realistically even talking about five months, then I feel a lot better. To, I admit, and maybe I'm falling for it again. I feel better he'll be back next year. I think he's going to be back next year. The problem is, is 
there's a reality too. Like no yeah. one doubts his determination. No one doubts yeah. that he's going to have the best care. No one doubts any of that. But like, what is the reality of a 40 year old coming off an Achilles? Like the thing about Brady is he kept himself so healthy that he just had to deal with sort of getting older. He never had to deal with getting older and rehabbing off yeah. of something. And so, right. His major injury was way was in way 2008 younger. or something. And so and he's like, so Rogers said, you know, I want to just because something hasn't been done doesn't mean it can't be done. That's a direct quote. Um, and he's trying to like obliterate this timeline. I, I wish him luck. Can I fast forward to April? If the jets aren't good, say they're, they end up with the number 12 pick in the draft. And you know this is a heavy quarterback draft, and Michael Penix or somebody is sitting there. Yeah, I just well, he's also injured all the time. But what if the quarterback is sitting there? We're going to be having this debate all spring. Do you draft a guy to sit behind Rodgers when he comes back? Yeah, I. Uh, first of all, it probably depends on how Zach Wilson looks. If there's totally, somehow totally. Zach Wilson looks like the you know second overall pick, then maybe that clears it up. But. I think Rodgers is not going to want any part of that. Look at how how determined. You might think it's eyewash. Maybe it is. But how determined he sounded, mm. you know, from a hospital bed, basically, doing this interview. He's not going to want the Jets to spend a first-round pick on something that he's going to be long gone for. Even if he can understand it yeah. intellectually, he's going to say, did you see, like, the, you know, pass rusher for the Patriots who's a rookie? Like, this guy's impacting plays. Get me somebody who can actually impact while I'm here and you're all in to win with me now. Um, yeah, I mean, we've seen that movie before in Green Bay. I, mean, yeah, I know, uh, and I don't think he wants it. that same but, old thing again. But I don't think he's going to be able to avoid it. I think that that's going to be a real... I, it, you know, it's such a love fest with the Jets. I would love if it was... Just for the drama, like, get your popcorn. If there's a fight between management and Aaron Rodgers in the offseason about this. So he can, like, pretend to retire again or think about it? Well, I think he's going to follow the Favre. Farve steps and be somewhere else down the road too. That'd be interesting. I mean, the Jets are so all in on him. I mean, the one thing about Rodgers, and and this is good, that he said he's going to be doing McAfee's show every Tuesday, so we're still going to get weekly updates on Aaron Rodgers' rehab for, you know, however interested you are in the the blow-by-blow of that, but it still doesn't solve the acute problem here, which Mm. is if Rodgers has any designs on actually coming back this season again, that seems like a crazy long shot. You know, what are they going to do at quarterback now? Yeah. Because you watched Kirk Cousins last night. It was a name that's been floated around quite a bit. And the Vikings are 0 2. And Kirk Cousins is a lame duck quarterback. It like never happens where he's a guy who people believe is a competent quarterback. He might not be elite, but yeah. he's clearly a starter in this league and a high level one. The fact that he doesn't have a contract after this year could line up perfectly with where the Jets are at. Oh. First of all, it's the third time in his career he's been a lame duck quarterback. <laughs> well, those were franchise tags, like before. Well, he really yeah, but Washington, Washington, he chose let him go. the second time because he yeah. knew he was going to get a massive payday. Ironically, took less money to go to Minnesota and not go to the Jets. Can we make a, just? I am so confident Kirk Cousins not going to the Jets. I am. I'm positive. And again, don't clip this if he does go. To the there is no <laughs> way this is happening for. Actually, we should save. I know we have to break, but there's at least five good reasons Kirk Cousins will not be a Jet. And the fact that people are talking about this just shows there's so much lunacy around this one franchise. Give us the biggest reason he's not going to be a Jet. Why is there no trade clause? And I don't know why he would want to come play for Nathaniel Hackett. Okay, well, maybe not. But just to 
think about it, you say the Jets somehow pull off an upset of Dallas this week, right? Yeah. It's not crazy impossible. They could do it. They go 2-0 and with Zach Wilson, yeah. Okay, they go 2-0 and with Zach Wilson, but say Wilson still doesn't have a very impressive game. Say the defense forces a couple, you know, pick six or whatever, and it's really more the defense. Then do you start thinking, well, all right, say the Vikings lose next week to the Chargers. You know, totally possible. And now the Vikings start 0-3. The Vikings need a future at the quarterback position. They might be a team that actually wants to start having designs on Caleb Williams or Drake May or someone Mm. like that. You got Justin Jefferson out here breaking records, feels like, every game. Last night, he eclipsed 5,000 yards in only 52 games. He's the second. He's tied for the, the fastest in the history of the NFL. I mean, he's amazing. You can't like a. You got to figure out who's going to be throwing passes to him in the future. Well, first of all, nobody. Kirk Cousins is a wide receiver yard machine. I mean, Diggs went to town with him too. Like Cousins throws a very catchable ball, but that that's not reason. You know, basically the Vikings. Oh, they haven't even started their NFC North schedule. At what point are they going to mail it in? And they've never mailed it in before. They're, they're they have so many stars. I'm not sure I could see that in the NFC North. You're telling me they're going to find a way to lose to the Bears twice to get Caleb Williams? <laughs> I don't know about Might be hard. you got to commit to the tank. 855-212-4CBS. I mean, they kind of outplayed the Eagles last night. They made it a game last night. They had four fumbles, and Kirk Cousins threw for, for almost 400 yards and four TDs. That's a tanking team? It seems odd to me. No, it's not yet. It's not yet. But at some point, you have to put the future of the organization. Like, if they don't re-sign Cousins, what is the future for them at quarterback? Like, these are massive yeah. questions. And you free have, agent or draft? And you not Well, free agent, though, that, that can be tough. And you don't have – you do have Jefferson, who's awesome. And Jordan Addison looked amazing. Again. So, even if you keep Cousins, just draft a quarterback next year. What's the what's the problem? I don't. I get the sense that Cousins and the Vikings that this is it. Yeah, yeah. This is this is the end of the road. So next year, just draft a new quarterback and okay, play him. Where are you drafting him? Uh, probably 10, 11, 12. I don't know if they're going to be up that high. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. Unless they like you know commit a little bit more because you're right. They're going to be playing the Bears. They'll probably end up splitting with the Lions and with Green Bay. Yeah, I mean, they're they're not a terrible team. They should have won week one. They they had a crazy red zone thing against the Bucs. It totally blew that game. You know, last year they were lucky. This year they've been unlucky, but that's going to even out. They lost four fumbles last night. Coming up, we have some struggles for someone we expect to be an MVP-level quarterback in the NFL. But want to get your thoughts on Rodgers and this timetable. Do you believe he could come back this season? This season? Like right now, 855-212-4CBS. It is Maggie and Perloff on CBS Sports Radio. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Stream the NFL on Westwood One for free. Sponsored by AutoZone all season long. You can listen to every Westwood One broadcast of the NFL live on the NFL app by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports or on the Odyssey app, get in the zone, AutoZone. 
AutoZone's free battery testing and charging is available for free at your local AutoZone. Get in the zone. AutoZone restrictions apply. Sorry, we're a second late there. Maggie and I were breaking down the lines for week two. Well, <laughs> we're going to make our picks later in the show, of course, but Stu and I do have our bet for yeah. Bill's Raiders. What, and what Stu, are the I think we're, both, we're good on these terms here. I think we are very good on these terms. Okay. What are they? I'm I don't remember at all. These terms. Okay, so Stu, diehard Raider fan. I'm the Bills fan. So Raiders come to Buffalo. Buffalo is an eight and a half point favorite. I think this game is going to be close. So if the Raiders cover the spread and are closer than eight and a half, then I buy pizza for Stu. If the Bills blow them out, because Stu has no faith in the Raiders right now, if the Bills blow them out and win by more than eight and a half, then Stu will buy lunch. Can I get in on Stu's side? <laughs> because Stu knows his Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I know my bills. And <laughs> I, I think we both have reasons to feel a little dicey about wait, our wait, teams. Wait. How, what, give me one reason to feel dicey about this for the bills. Everything in It's possible that the star wide receiver could be so upset about a team reporter getting caught in a hot mic calling him a jerk that he might be totally in his feelings? I have no idea. He's not a child. He's an NFL professional football player. He's going to be fine. I I think so. He's always been a pro. Like, I don't mind that he yells at Josh Allen. I thought people made too big of a deal about that. Guys get caught up in the heat of the the moment. He was very, Mm. you know, Ah. pumping up Josh Allen at MetLife Stadium on Monday. It's not that I think he's childish. That's not it. He'll be a pro. I just think that, like, have the cracks and the fissures already started, and if they don't win, it's just going to, like, keep putting pressure on guys in that locker room, specifically Allen. I mean, it's the Raiders coming to the East Coast for a 1 o'clock game, unless the Bills <laughs> the Bills Listen. forget how to play football altogether. They're going to they, win this they game. They did forget how to play football they against the that, Jets. They lost that same game to the Jets last year, then came back and killed, they killed the bad teams. I know, but it felt better... It felt better last year, even though they lost to the Jets because they'd already won a bunch of games. Like, you already had proof that the season wasn't going to be a complete like, nightmare. <laughs> this time, I don't have proof. Meanwhile, your Eagles last night, Perloff, yeah. that game was odd. Started off extremely boring and weird, and then oddly picked up at the end of the game mm. where the Vikings really tried to make a big effort to come back. One of the pivotal moments was a Justin Jefferson fumble out of bounds that uh, out of the end zone, excuse me, over the pylon. They had to review it, confirmed fumbling out of the end zone, which gives a touchback to the Eagles. It was felt like a major point in the game last night. Not to me. Why? I felt like that game was from eight minutes in was not ever a contest. And I'll tell you why. Eight minutes in, it was three nothing Eagles. There, there was already like <laughs> nine fumbles, but eight minutes That's in. That's true. Just you cannot. There's no team that can run like that and lose a game in the NFL. I couldn't believe what were the Vikings doing? Like Jalen Hurts didn't look great. Yeah, because the Vikings were in a coma defensively. They just didn't refuse to stop the run. Have you ever seen? What's well, the last Brian time you saw Flores, a team run like, like that? I think is Brian Flores. I think is a very good defensive coordinator. Based on what? Well, based on the fact that he always got the Miami defense to play very well. And I thought it was weird though because they couldn't stop the run. But there was a moment where AJ Brown and Jalen Hurts yeah. are going at it a little bit on the sidelines. The coaches had to come in, and other teammates had to come in. And you're thought you think, and then they immediately start going to AJ Brown. Yeah, it's like, that, that oh was my the, gosh, are they going to go away from the run just because this wide receiver is complaining? Yeah, that was the only bad drive they had was when they were trying to force it to AJ Brown, and you know why? Because AJ Brown was triple team. Because every single Vikings defender was 45 yards from the line of scrimmage. I don't know what was happening. So the Eagles, two weeks in a row, they played with their food. They've had big leads and gone into the prevent defense and made the other team look good. The other quarterback look good. Yeah. It's it's an illusion. I'm telling you. 
I mean, was that game? I, don't I, think I was, it was trying an to illusion. lie. That, I thought it, I think it's the Eagles still finding their footing. I don't know if they're playing with their food like on purpose. They were twenty-seven-seven. I know, but then they allowed Minnesota to get back into it because they were just playing prevent defense. And the second they needed to actually drive the ball down the field, they just came right down as easy as pie and scored. The other thing, too, by the way, Nick Sirianni made a huge mistake last night that no one's talking about. They're up. 34-21, 13 points, and yeah. they go for one instead of two, which yeah, is that's... a huge error because then Minnesota, if they hit the onside kick, would have had the game-winning touchdown. Yeah. So Siri, it's the Eagles didn't have a preseason. Their coaching staff didn't have a preseason. But did you really think Wait, the why Vi- didn't they have a preseason? Well, they didn't play their starters. I okay, mean, but the coaches still were out there I don't coaching. Know. They're new coaches. They're out of their mind. <laughs> okay. But can I ask you a question? Did you really think the Eagles were in trouble last night? You know... No, because there just wasn't enough time left on the clock whether yeah. by the time the Vikings got their acts together. Yeah. Um, so also, I thought you were fine. And it's impossible to recover an onside's kick these days. Yeah, I mean, it was it was just so weird how they just refused to, to stop the run. Well, DeAndre Swift, 28 carries for 175 <laughs> yards. I mean, that's a day. Yeah, and it was so easy. They had no choice. So here's the other thing, too. Although Jalen Hurts did not... Okay. He has not looked awesome the last two games, but I think it's probably a, a part of our expectations on Hertz. Well, okay. He was 18 for 23. So he yeah. missed five passes. Yeah, not bad. One of them was a bomb to A.J. Brown that was clearly pass, pass interference. The yeah. entire world knew it was pass, except for the Amazon officiating expert, Terry McCauley, who is such a league apologist, it's ridiculous. Uh, another one. <laughs> Take that, Terry. <laughs> another one was an interception on third and 16 where he heaved a 30 yards. Yeah. He didn't miss anything last night. They were just not giving him anything, so he was smart. He just handed the ball off. Yeah, I think it's fine. I guess, like, it's not – I'm not alarmed for Jalen Hurts. It just doesn't look like necessarily the MVP level that he – that we left Mm -hmm. off seeing Jalen Hurts. He he didn't run very well, um, but that's – I have no idea. They took what the defense gave gave them. And that's fine. I like when quarterbacks do that because you get out with a win. I I also don't think that, you know – I'm monitoring Jalen Hurts, though, because I don't know if he's going to be like that top, top, top tier quarterback. We've got to see him follow up what he did last year, and I want to see it a little bit. Well, he is going to have a lot of rushing touchdowns because the push is back and it's push spectacular. I mean, that might <laughs> spectacular. I feel like it's ugly the, as sin. Shane Sykert tried last week and they didn't even get the first down with Anthony Richardson. It is it's such a PED. It's such a performance. <laughs> the Eagles look much better than they are because fourth and one. Give him the first down. I just feel like if you didn't have Jason Kelsey as your center, I don't know if you can do it. Like, I don't know, or something about your mm, offensive line. I feel line. like it's Jalen Hurts' thighs. That's what, <laughs> that's what they said last night. They're like, he, like, squats 7,000 pounds, so. The why, then, like, other teams should do it. Like, Saquon Barkley, they call Saquads, you know. They should just yeah. have him go in and take the snap. I don't know why all 32 teams aren't running that play. The I, What is it called? The, like a rugby play. Yeah, the Hurts push. The like, tush push. Yeah, and last night they had a fourth and two, and he got it by, he gained four yards. Yeah. 855-212-4227. Want to hear from you, and let's give you a call. Let's hit the phones. Jack is in Illinois. He's got a thought on what the Jets do now with Rodgers. Uh, well, he's out with an Achilles tear. Jack, what's up? All right. Uh, thanks for taking my call. I heard you guys mention maybe the Jets go first-round quarterback. I pray to God that's not the case because we cannot let that happen again. I mean, they keep going first round and they ruin these prospects. You're worried about the prospects? First round, second round. I mean, the Jets will find a way to ruin any quarterback. Exactly. And and they're going to, if they do grab a quarterback, which I pray to God they don't, (laughs) I hope they take Deion Sanders' kid just so Deion has to support the Jets. 
<laughs> that would be good. <laughs> Jack, thank you so much for the phone call. Um, yeah, like Joe Douglas, the general manager, has had some real hits with his drafting. Obviously, Sauce Gardner, Garrett Wilson, but he did draft Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson stinks, and that's it's the same people. Maybe you could argue it's like, oh, it was COVID times. Maybe you didn't get as much tape as you wanted to see. I'm not sure. Well, I mean, Zach Wilson has an arm. Yeah, I think Trey Lance, that's the argument with Trey Lance, too, that they didn't really get a chance to talk to everybody. Uh, yeah, that, like, that's a great idea. Bring in Shador Sanders just so Dion is on your side. <laughs> yeah. yeah, listen, Dion has hit every note, and we'll get more to uh, Dion's latest for today. Just playing this thing just picture perfect. Like motivationally, public relations wise, all that stuff, Dion is just on a heater. Like he can't miss. Oh, well, yeah. I thought he he wasted too much energy on Colorado State, but we'll get into that later. Yeah. All right. Coming up next, uh, the 17 year NFL veteran now on Amazon Prime video, one of the best beards in the business. Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to join us in just moments. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. Perloff, it's always our pleasure when we get to talk to a 17-year veteran in the NFL, one of our favorites. It's Ryan Fitzpatrick. Of course, you watch him on Amazon Prime. He was on the game last night. Your Eagles and the Minnesota Vikings. He's now part of Jameson's Touchdown in Dublin event, which is really cool. We'll get to that in just a moment. Ryan, thanks so much for the time. Yeah, thank you for having me. And I love that you're the Amish rifle. That's the name on your Zoom right now. So way to lean in. You know, first thing, a couple of things about last night's game. You know, Eagles end up winning this game. The Vikings made it close at the end. If not for uh, Justin Jefferson fumbling the ball and uh, the ball going out of the back of the end zone, resulting in a touchback, this would have been a really close game. Do you like that rule, or is that something the NFL should do away with? I, I'm just not sure what the alternative would be, because I, I think you have to – I do like the fact that you – you have to punish them for fumbling it into the end zone. I mean, it, you know, guys reaching over, it makes it a real risk reward play. Um, but yeah, that one, you know, there was, there was a buzz in the stadium trying to figure out uh, cause there, it didn't seem like there was a great angle to really determine like if it was or not over the pylon. Uh, so that was a cool moment to be in the stadium to kind of hear the buzz. Uh, and then obviously it ended up being a 10 point swing for, them to not score the touchdown and then Philly to go kick a, a massive field goal before the end of the half. That was a big part of the game. Ryan, the Eagles are two and oh, which is great, but the passing game just looks off. I thought, and you were, you pointed out some things that Jalen Hurts missed last night. Uh, is that just because the running game was so good last night or should Eagles fans be worried? Well, I will tell you, Eagles fans were booing the offense uh, early on in that game in the home opener. So <laughs> expectations are really high. But I thought I thought Brian Johnson did a great job as a young coordinator of adjusting to what Brian Flores was giving him uh, on the defensive side and just handing that ball off and having the patience to continue to handle that off. I think in the first two games and really – I think if you take a deep dive into the stats of Jalen Hurts, but these first two games versus the Patriots and now the Vikings, zone coverage has given him some issues. Um, he's really effective versus man coverage. He's got those two dynamic playmakers on the outside, and obviously Dallas Goddard, the catch-and-run god on the inside. But um, he had some issues last night when they dropped back into zone of not being able to you know, find the – 
pass or the window and taking some sacks. So that's something going forward that we're going to have to look at. And then the passing chart too, if you look at it, there was really an absence of throws over the middle of the field. Um, so there's some stuff they have to work on and that'll be with Brian Johnson and their passing coordinator, Kevin Petulo and Jalen Hurts to get in and work on. Ryan Fitzpatrick, our guest on behalf of Jamison touchdown in Dublin event you know, this is kind of a, a little bit of a show debate, Ryan, that's that's come up over the last couple of days, which is Jalen Hurts had an unbelievable season last year. You know, uh, uh, an eyelash from the Super Bowl. He, you know, was second in MVP uh, voting. He got the big contract. But we can't tell. Is he more like on the tier of Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow? Or is he more on the tier of like Dak Prescott? You know, is he one of the top three quarterbacks in the league or is he a little more like one of the top 10 quarterbacks in the league I know that's a might seem like a small distinction but we're just not sure yeah is there a tier in between those two tiers (laughs) maybe he's on that tier but you know I think Jalen Hurts is on a great football team and I think Jalen Hurts skill set does things to make that football team great they've got a great offensive line he's got great weapons he throws a great deep ball so you saw right away the chemistry with A.J. Brown last year and what they're able to do. Um, Devontae Smith, and I said it last night, he's a top 10 receiver. Uh, He really is. Um, It's going to be really interesting to see um, if they're able to keep him in a few years and how his career progresses. But, um, you know, Jalen, I was on a call uh, during the Super Bowl. I was calling the game for uh, London, and – was so impressed with the way he saw the field, with the way he threw the ball, his accuracy. Um, Last year was interesting because they were in so many games when they built up big leads in the first half, and he wasn't really in a lot of the games where they had to use his arm to kind of win games and pull them out at the end. So I think they're going to be more in more of those this year, and we're going to get a better sample size and taste of who he really is as a playmaker through the air as a quarterback. Right, and on the other side of the ball, Kirk Cousins, big numbers again last night, but they're 0-2. Listen, I mean, there was some rumblings last night about it, too. Do you think there's any chance, I'm going to just bring up the New York Jets, would call about Kirk Cousins? And, you know, what is Kirk Cousins' future in Minnesota? Is this going to be the end of the run? Well, it's it's a tough situation because you've got a guy that won 13 games last year as a quarterback, but now – He's a lame duck quarterback and didn't get a contract extension. That's pretty unheard of right now in this day and age of the NFL and the need for a franchise quarterback. Uh, I'm going to keep my eye on that all year long, just the Kevin O'Connell, Kirk Cousins dynamic, because I think that's going to be really interesting. But Kirk played really well last night. You know, they were missing their center. They got down to their third string left tackle. He was getting beat up. They were definitely outmanned. The defensive line of the Philadelphia Eagles is as advertised. Oh, my goodness. They are really good. So Kirk Kirk was getting hit early. Uh, It was really impressive for him to be able to stand in the pocket uh, as the game went on and deliver some of those passes. But um, I I just don't see – I don't see any world where the Jets are going to trade for Kirk Cousins. I don't see any world where Minnesota is going to trade Kirk Cousins to the Jets. There's a lot of people that sit on the panel with me that do think it's going to happen, though. I would be really happy for the Jets to go after somebody like Jameis Winston. If they could pull him away from New Orleans, I think he'd be a great fit for that team and what they're looking for right now. Of course, you played with Jameis in Tampa, but you are a former Jet as well. 
There was some speculation that maybe the Jets would give you a call, Ryan, to try to pry you out of retirement. Did they call you? Uh, I am happily retired, (laughs) happily retired and not coming out of retirement. So uh, that was that was a non-starter. So they did not call you. I, unless they lost my number. I don't know. You know, I've just been sitting staring at my phone. But. Listen, you won 10 games for the Jets. They should certainly have your number. Why is Jameis, <laughs> why is he the answer for the Jets as they're trying to recover off of Rogers' torn Achilles? You know, I still believe in my heart of hearts that Jameis is a top 15 quarterback in this league. And there's a lot of people that will not share that opinion with me. But, you know, I was able to work with and see him work for two years and uh, the talent that he has and the ability uh, to process things and the work ethic and all those little things. And I've just been really impressed with him. I was surprised uh, that he stayed with New Orleans this offseason, but I just see this as a great chance for him to hit reset on his career and get back uh, into the conversation of being a top 15 quarterback. You had a funny line on the Manning cast about Zach Wilson uh, throwing 40 yards for a five-yard pass. What uh, do you do if you're the Jets coaching staff? And this week they just have Zach Wilson. Is there any way uh, they can figure out a game plan against this ridiculous Cowboys defense? Yeah, yeah the schedule's not doing them any favors to have to go against Dallas this week. But, you know, he's got to play in rhythm. He's got to get the ball out quick. Obviously, the Jets with Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook should be able to get a little bit of a running game going. I mean, it was really good in that first game to see Brees Hall healthy again uh, coming off the ACL last year because he was having a great season. But Nathaniel Hackett uh, has to do a good job of making sure that Zach is decisive and getting the ball out. They can also use his athleticism, get him outside the pocket a little bit for some of those deeper throws, but uh, he gets into trouble when he escapes out of the back of the pocket. So climbing the pocket, If he's escaping, maybe you're just escaping through the middle of the pocket and running with the football, um, and that's where they can start. But once he goes backwards and escapes out the back, a lot of bad things happen. Ryan Fitzpatrick is our guest. He's joining us on behalf of Jamison Touchdown in Dublin event. You can go to jamisonsports.com. Basically, what the idea is, you're trying to get an NFL game in Dublin. We've seen, obviously, Notre Dame play in Dublin. But, Ryan, I'm wondering if you would put real stakes on this. Like, if we, you know, support this cause and get an NFL game in Dublin, would you shave the beard? No. 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 Yes. I think it's a cool concept, though. Jameson came to me and just the unofficial calling to get a pro game in Dublin. I, I think it, it's such a cool idea. I wanted to get behind it. And we're we're just trying to rally people around this idea. So hopefully uh, something gets announced by the beginning of next football season. And if it does, Jameson's willing to fly a bunch of people out there uh, to join me to have a good time out there. JamisonSports.com. Reg- regular season game, Ryan? Are you preseason okay? I feel like you want to go to Dublin. That seems like the <laughs> priority. I'm, I'm just trying to get a trip to Dublin. Yes. Yeah. So. God knows it's impossible for someone named Ryan Fitzpatrick to find his way to Dublin. Uh, JamisonSports.com. <laughs> again, that's where to go. Um, want to ask you about Tua Tugvailoa, someone who you were also there for his beginning and his uh, the beginning of his NFL career. I mean, what's the ceiling for him? He's second in MVP odds right now, Ryan. I mean, where do you see his career going if he stays healthy? 
Yeah, I think that's the big one. If he stays healthy, um, that's the question mark with him right now. Last year, he was having a great season, and you know he had the injury issues pop up. Uh, he, he's really put a lot of work into it to try to figure out how to stay healthy. And and look, as a quarterback, some of it is luck, uh, you know, and some of it is just trying to keep yourself out of those situations. And there's only so much you can do because um, you're back there and people are coming to hit you every play. But really impressive to see the way he started the season. I, I just think it's it's so much fun to watch him. The ball comes out of his hand so fast. He makes those decisions so quickly. And he's got great playmakers on the outside. So, you know, one of the cool stats from week one was uh, the ball came out of his hand. I think he was in the top five in terms of quickest. But he also had the most air yards. So he's not – Tua is not a guy that uh, is going to hang on to the ball, a guy that's always looking at those check downs. That ball's going down the field. And that offense is designed for him to get the ball down the field to Tyreek and Jalen Waddell. Uh, and it's a perfect marriage with him and Mike McDaniel. So it was nice to see, and I think that'll continue. But they're going to scare a lot of teams this year with the amount of points they can put up. Brian, I'll go ahead and ask the Josh Allen question because Maggie's a diehard Bills fan, whole life, and a little bit of panic there. Did, was that the real a little. Josh Allen? Yeah. <laughs> You're being was, kind. Was that the real Josh Allen in week one, or are we going to see a bounce back here for the rest of the season? Uh, we'll see a bounce back. I mean, my, my disappointment with week one was just the – awareness of the situation right Aaron Rodgers goes down uh, they're up 10 points Zach Wilson's in at quarterback they're up 10 points at halftime to know what type of game it is it wasn't the type of game where he had to put on the cape and be Superman it was the type of game where he just had to manage it and get him through and get some first downs and they would have won that one so that was that was tough to see sometimes that's just knocking off the rust too from the offseason getting into an actual game because you got to remember uh, us quarterbacks we don't get hit uh, in the offseason. We don't get touched. Uh, people have to run by us. They get yelled at if they get within our you know, little force field that we have in practice. So I think that's what some of that was. But the, the place I've seen a regression in Josh since Dable left is just his decisiveness in the pocket delivering the football. He's always going to have those amazing wild plays when he gets out of the pocket, when he scrambles and runs. He even had the scramble where he had the touchdown to Stephon Diggs. Uh, I don't know how he wasn't over the line of scrimmage, but he wasn't over the line of scrimmage. Uh, but playing more decisive from the pocket is, I think, something I want to see from him because there was a re- regression in that last year, and that popped up again in this first game. I think that pinky toe was the last thing on the line of scrimmage before toe, that touchdown, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. one thing for Bills fans that we're keeping an eye on And we're not in the locker room, right? So we're concerned, I think, about the relationship between Josh and Stephon Diggs. We're a little concerned about where Stephon Diggs, where his head is at right now. Uh, You know, definitely took it personally when a team reporter was caught on a hot mic, you know, saying some critical things about him. And it's just those little things feel like the small cracks and fissures that can happen in a locker room. Do you think that they can overcome this? Like, if you were the quarterback now, how did you get past you know, issues that would come up with wide receivers or even saw Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown getting into it last night a little bit on the sideline. How did you approach that? And and for both of these examples, how do they get through it? Yeah, I, I think the, the easiest solution to that is to win football games. Winning has a way of curing everything. Uh, so even, even the A.J. Brown situation, he's so fired up because they're running the ball. He's not really getting his catches. He's watching Justin Jefferson on the other side of the football catching a bunch of balls and just boiled over 
but they win the game. He comes in, he settles down, and they move on to the next week. Um, you know, with Stefan Diggs, he's such a great competitor. And the thing I'd like to see, and the thing that we saw during the Jets game, um, yes, there's been all kinds of uh, reported frustrations and everything, but Josh really struggled that game. They're down 16-13, and they've got a two-minute drive, and Josh is sitting on the bench, and Diggs comes up to him. You know, and he's like, okay, let's go. This is it. And they go down. He has a couple passes uh, to Steph, and they, you know, end up kicking the field goal to send it to overtime. So um, a lot can be made of those little sideline spats, but you have to imagine just how competitive of an environment this is. And when things aren't going right, you're not getting the ball as a receiver, you're losing football games, they tend to boil over. So uh, winning cures all is, I guess, what I'll say with that. Ryan, I got to get in a Dartmouth question. So I went to Dartmouth. Do you remember your record in Hanover? I'm assuming 0-2. <laughs> um, well, I, 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 a quick funny story. One of the years we played at Dartmouth, uh, I it was a snow game, and Neil Rose was the starting quarterback, but I had been coming in a little bit, uh, and so my coach wanted to keep me warm, so he put me at receiver for like five plays. Uh, first time I've ever played receiver on any level. And <laughs> on those five plays, I think I got a holding call, an offensive pass interference, <laughs> and a false start. Uh, and so he quickly took me out and realized that wasn't a good idea. What could have been? <laughs> yeah, I think that's yeah, a smart move. Been. This That's a smart move. They'll never put you at wide receiver again. And now you just go back to playing quarterback, right? This is like when my husband claims that he doesn't know how to do the laundry. It's like, well, I didn't know I could mix the lights in the dark. So now he yeah. never does it ever again. Like, <laughs> yeah, may have brilliant, Harvard. Yeah, brilliant. May have been intentional. Yeah. Uh, of course, Ryan Fitzpatrick joining us on behalf of Jameson, the touchdown in Dublin event. You can go to jamesonsports.com. That's where you can find more information. We, even if we get an NFL game in Dublin, Ryan, not shaving the beard. Won't do it. No. Ryan, thank you. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys so much. Really appreciate his healthy respect for the big green Dartmouth, of course. Uh, it's time to ask the pros where you, the listener, gets asked a question brought to you by Riley Auto Parts. Simply tweet your question at CBS Sports Radio or at Maggie and Pearl using the hashtag Ask the Pros. Be listening later in the show when we might answer your question. Think of Riley Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get guaranteed low prices and excellent customer service from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Coming up next, Dion strikes again, and we hear from Aaron Rodgers. What did he have to say about his rehab from his Achilles surgery and the crazy timeline he may be putting on a comeback? Don't move. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.